Live from Casa Wasa, this is the Jake and Jake podcast. We have you might notice one less clap. One less clap, one less enthusiastic voice. We got two people here today. Yours truly, Jacob Wasper, a.k.a. J. Was, a.k.a. J-Pod, a.k.a. J. Quincy Market. <laughs> and I'm Jake Treister. Hey, what's going on, Jake? We're missing a voice. We're, We're missing a voice. Can you do an impression of Sarf? No, I don't think I can. I mean, I could do an impression of him, like, talking to a teacher in high school. That works. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 yes. So, um, I'm sorry. Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, okay. What is, why, why is he nervous? <laughs> He's always nervous in class. <laughs> I don't know. He would always go to this deep voice. And uh, you don't remember in, uh, what's her face? What was the English class? Lignato? Lignato, yeah. He would always get nervous around her. And he would I go into, He would go into his baritone voice. And it was it was really really cute. <laughs> all, I, all I remember, all I know is that when he gets on something, he takes his hands, he puts them together, and then he goes down. <laughs> that's, that's him explaining something, like an ancient samurai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ancient samurai, <laughs> yeah, you want great transition. Great transition. That's actually a pretty bad transition because that's Japanese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what what do we do this morning, Jake? We woke up. Woke up. I came over and we played Go. And what's Go? The ancient Chinese game that's... Okay, it's pretty much chess. Guys, we're really looking for activities. So we found this board game. You know, we really like games. Mm-hmm. We found this ancient board game called Go. It's four, I knew it's, about it. This I, was... I've never heard about it. But it's 4,000 years old. It's mm-hmm. apparently the oldest game ever created. Right. And we bought it for 8 bucks on Amazon. We bought it for $8 on Amazon. And let me tell you, that it is was, the most complicated game I've ever played. It was very, very complicated. <laughs> uh, it's All right, so the whole thing is that you can put your pieces anywhere on the board, but if you surround the other player's pieces with your own color pieces, you get to capture them. In short, you smoked me the first game. You killed me. Yes, but in all fairness, I did play one practice round against a computer. So, like, I had... So you knew what you were doing, a little bit. No, I, like... I understood, like, what kind of works, the general idea of what works. Uh And the general idea of what works is go for the outside. Because once you're outside, you can always encroach in. But if you're on the outside, it's really hard to get. If you're on the inside, you start on the inside, it's really hard to branch out. That's a beautiful way to think about life. Look at the big picture. Don't go for the small ones. Go for the big ones. But it's actually the opposite of life. Because (laughs) you start small in life and you have to go branch out. Beautiful. No matter what you do, you can't start... Can't start at the top of the ladder. That's true. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so we played yeah. Go. Uh, I won. It was like 85 to like 30. Like one. No, like you had sw- like 30. But the problem is we obviously played wrong. Because in the instructions, the final score of the practice game that they show is like 25 to 20. Mm-hmm. So and our <laughs> scores are like 85 to 30. So I'm pretty sure we did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Either we scored it wrong. Or we just like had the totally wrong idea of how to go about the game. And so when we were talking after we were packing up the board game, which it took an hour and a half. It, it really did. did yeah. It did. Um, I asked you, like, what are the best games that were ever created board game wise? Because I, I know some off people, the top of my head. People think that Go is that but game. For, but for you, give me a little Mount Rushmore. What are some games that are beloved by all that are universally great? See, people, I guess, would say Monopoly. Love that. Um... 
Were there, were there tears in the Treaser household playing Monopoly? No. There were in the Wasserman house. No. Boards were flipped. Tears were shed. We played, pieces were flicked off the board. <laughs> we never took it that seriously. We played Pokemon Monopoly. That's why. It was like... What was the 400 piece? What was Park Place? Nido King. The big one. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big one. So, definitely Monopoly. I would agree. I think Sorry. I don't think it's I think popular. Sorry... No, no, I'm just saying. For me, I oh, think... Oh, for us. For us. Okay. I think Sorry is definitely mm-hmm. up there. I feel about Scrabble. I think more people like... Um, I think more people do like Scrabble. Mm-hmm. But I think you get more emotion out of Sorry. Yeah. I uh, prefer... I prefer board games with emotion. I prefer <laughs> Bananagrams to Scrabble. And what's, is, the, what's the difference? I think I put it out uh, once. Bananagrams, you get like a whole bunch of letters, and uh-huh. you have to build your own web of words, like crossword style okay but you can play whatever word you want is it speed or is it light like speed so like you have 21 tiles okay uh after you make a bunch of words that connect to each other and make sense then Mm -hmm. you like say uh that you want to take another then everyone takes another letter so even the people who have like 10 letters left to play with still take another letter is there like like is there something that you scream at the end you go like bananagrams I don't know. I think you just... You we just, just say go. done. <laughs> we just say done. <laughs> so I, I think Monopoly. I think Sorry. I'm, I'm just giving you my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Chess. I would have... That's like the Mount... That's you, like you the king. Like chess a lot. Be- I like best game ever created chess. I think so. Tyler has asked me, shout out to you. We used to play that once a night in college. Mm-hmm. I love that game. And then those are three. And I really like uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. That's so. I really, really I like that, that game. game. We never played that game. You like, need games with emotion. I like the, <laughs> this go game was a bore snore. It was it was okay, but you gotta yeah. play more defensive, and then it's gonna be boring. I guess. But for you, when you think about a board game, what's the game that you would go to? I see. I used to pro. I used to like Connect Four a lot. But the <gasps> thing is, Connect Four. Oh, is a I forgot game, about Connect Four. But it's a solved game. Yeah. So technically, whoever goes first should always win. Correct. Like Tic Tac Toe. It's like the Tic Tac Toe. There should always be a tie. At what? In Tic Tac Toe. Yeah. If both players are playing perfectly, there should always be a tie. In Connect Four, it's the same thing. Do you know the trick to Tic Tac Toe? There's only so many it's, moves. Yeah, yeah. It's always a tie, unless someone makes a mistake. Well, now we, that'll be the podcast post on Instagram. Let's play a little Connect Four. What Tic Tac Toe? Yeah, the, you could play really, really hard AI in Tic Tac Toe. Like I, I went online and I like searched it. There's crazy hard AI out there that go for unorthodox strategies that they know will win if you make a there's mistake. There's only nine moves, right? But there's different sequences of moves that you could do. So if you, uh-huh. okay. so tell me, you play the okay. first move that's one and nine, right? Correct. So then after that, the next person goes, and then it's a one and seven. Mm-hmm. So that's already one. So it's already one and 63 to see the two things go after another if you're going pure randomness. Because there's also strategy involved, of course. Saying that uh, one on top of another is better than one on one corner, one in on the other corner mm-hmm. in the short run. But in the long run, it might be better to have one on one corner, one in on the other corner. In the short run, it's a short game. I don't know what short run you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Think about it like, like, so it's the easiest way to think about it is okay. you can go for the immediate reward of having two in a row that you're one away. Mm-hmm. Or you could do the classic scenario where you set up one diagonal, the other diagonal, then the third diagonal, love and you that. have two ways. I love that. So in the short run, you did a worse move because you have, because there's no way of you getting immediately 
the three in a row. Correct. Um, oh, unless okay. you go in the middle, which that's the everyone weak, blocks weak, it right away. Weak move. So, so the thing is, when you're playing games like that, you can either take things like when we played Go. Mm-hmm. You took a lot of the short. Uh, a, lot of sh- a lot of small wins. A lot of small wins. I went for really big ones. Yeah, you went for the guy. I took like 15. That was, that <laughs> that was going for the lunch special. And you, that were going, was, you were going the for the full bento box. I'm surprised because you didn't – because with chess, you do the opposite. You go for the big play. That's me. And you wait for someone to take your pawn, and then you spring a, a chain reaction that takes 14 pieces. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really chaos. It's <laughs> – Oh, when I play chess, chaos. You never. I but go, you I plan go, it, but you yeah. have it in your head of what you want to do. I'm surprised you didn't do anything like chess club or get into that. No I way. feel like that's your your lane. No, oh. it's always more video games than board games. What's the best video game created? I don't know. There's a lot of. I don't really have a favorite or anything like that. Kingdom Hearts, PlayStation Two, easily the, the uh, game. Yeah, the game with the Disney characters. So yeah. you're, you're a Disney person. I love that game. So. Action, romance. Family just, friendly. Just came out with a new one. I beat it. It was great. Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, Zach and I shout out to Zach. We bought a PS4 console just for that game. <laughs> We're looking for a second game. <laughs> Any recommendations? Just tweet at us. Or Final whatever. Fantasy seven remake. It's coming out. I don't even. Apparently oh, that. Screen. Yeah, yeah. Those. That's the sister game, right? Or Kingdom Hearts. See, people. Sister. People think that they're. I don't. They're not related. Uh huh. But it's like, they sound similar, but they're not. Gotcha. Uh. Let's see what what are we talking? About? It's been like two weeks since we did a podcast. Yeah, did it you do anything for, seem like it. Did you do anything for Valentine's Day, Jake? No. <laughs> you know what I did for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Tell me. Homework. <laughs> Your true love. Yeah, my true love. I wrote a paper and I did a uh, PowerPoint. On um, what? Last week it was on <laughs> my company's supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, this week is on uh, finance. Okay. Next week is on a uh, ERP system. Dude, you're almost done with grad school, right? Ten weeks, and that's it. Then I have one take, one class to take over the summer. But damn, doesn't count. Is there like one gonsa big class that you have to take your last semester, or it's you're gonna? That's what I'm taking right now. It's finance. Okay. Okay. So I consider the hard class finance, Mm -hmm. but the real capstone is a management capstone. But the guy, it doesn't matter. That that class is an easy A. The management capstone. Gotcha. So finance is the hard one for me. I hate finance. Cool. Uh, you majored in finance. So that was fun. <laughs> majored in finance. I work in sales. <laughs> Let's see. Valentine's Day. I went to Boston with Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. Uh, she came in and then we did a nice little road trip up to Albany where we went to school. Shout out to Albany. Uh, we toured some of the old classes that we went to. We went mm-hmm. to some, some of the... Local hotspots. Shout out to Underground Go- Underground Commons. Mm-hmm. Got a nice toasted bagel with uh, what they have. It was like a, it's like a turtle shell frappuccino. They made you know when they do like the shapes in the coffee. Yeah, it looked like a turtle, so that was cute. And then we went to Peaches Cafe in Stuyvesant Plaza. Mm-hmm. The best omelet you'll get. That's a nice plug for you guys. And then we went up to Boston. And I don't know if you watch that Barstool guy, Dave Portnoy, where he does the one bite of no. pizza. One bite, everyone knows the rules. So we went to the number one spot in Boston. It was mm-hmm. Reggie's Pizza. We waited for 45 minutes in line. Oh, my God. Listen, as a New Yorker, I thought it was ridiculous to wait that long. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So we spent the weekend. We went to Quincy Market, like mm-hmm. you said. Uh, what else did we do? We saw Fenway Park. We uh, saw, what's the name? Revere's House. Mm-hmm. Paul Revere. Saw some statues of the Kennedys. Great time had by all. And then when we came down, we went to another pizza place. You ever hear Frank Pepe's no. in New Haven, Connecticut? 
that was great also because when like she lives in California, mm-hmm. she doesn't get the good pizza. She gets pizza at Whole Foods. Avocado pizza. She gets <laughs> she gets avocado toast. Yeah, that's her pizza. And so uh, a lot of great romantic pictures mm-hmm. you'll be seeing on her Instagram. I don't really post. So if you want to stalk our relationship, follow Nikki Gupta. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. And next week, I don't really know if we have time for this, but I'm turning 24. March yeah. 1st. I'm the first of the group. Yeah. Isn't that something? That is something. That's 23, fantastic. 23 was a blah year. You know, 23 is... Weird year. Very, very strange. Yeah. We changed decades. We Oh, true. It was, it was kind of like a building year. Everyone was like... You started with Yelp. Uh-huh. I'm finishing grad school. Sarf is finishing with his movies that are still going on. Correct. This is like a, a building year, I think. You know, you know what's weird about this decade? What? This is the decade. Knock on wood. You get married. Yeah, we spoke about this. Where you, you get, get kids. Married, kids, house. House. Yeah, this is the decade. This is it. This You can't screw up this decade. No. Because if you screw up this decade, you're in your 30s. And then, it's, and then you're done. It's over. You get the gray hair. You got nothing. It's over. Because <laughs> then you're marrying a uh, single mom with a kid. And then you're the stepdad. Right. And it's, you don't want that. You is, don't want the step relationship. It is a... Uh, <laughs> so you got to do a lot this, in the next 10 years. That's a lot of pressure. What do you think the number one thing for you is? The career getting set up first? The relationship? Career, I'm pretty much good. Okay. Uh, probably the relationship. And I'm already saving for a house. Mm-hmm. So it's like... So you're ready. So you got the house ready. No, I'm, in the works, I'm, in the right, works. I'm, I'm saving right okay. for the house. So you're, so you're waiting for the house. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for the... No, you got the career, the career set up. works. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do about that third... I don't know. I'm finishing grad school first. That's the... Uh, would you ever go... Short in, term. Would you ever go in those dating apps? No. It's just... All right. Tell, tell, tell me how you really feel. I, I, I've told yeah. you this before. <laughs> As a person who doesn't like to go out to clubs and bars uh-huh. it's much more difficult because my ideal person is probably like me at home on their computer <laughs> so, how does, so how are you gonna get from point a right to point b and you came up with that app right what the uh introverts yeah dating for call it homebody yeah, yeah. Home. <laughs> people who like to stay at home by people who stay at home yeah <laughs> so how are you gonna be the love of your life that's a good question I feel like it ends up happening by uh, friends dragging out one person, and then and the guys drag out one introvert friend, uh-huh. then the girls drag out one introvert friend, and then they end up together because it's like, no one wants to be here. Gotcha. Do you think, like, what friends, obviously you have friends from college, friends from, like, mm-hmm. childhood, like, whose opinion would you take? You're like, oh, I'm going to set you up on a blind date. If I set you up, would you be like, oh, I trust Jacob to set me up with a good girl? Or, like, who's the friend that you would really trust to get you a winner? I would trust you. I, yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, uh, I don't know what I am. I'm a, are you peculiar? I'm weird. You, yeah. I don't know. Because, <laughs> because, like, getting to know someone is really hard for me. But once I know you, then it's, like, totally fine. Yeah. So, it's. What's, what's the ideal first spot, like, first date spot for you? Because you're an introvert, she's an introvert. Right. Like you're not going to go to a rock concert together. I would actually, <laughs> but that's the weird part because I like those sorts of things too. Uh huh. But I'm just, I just don't like clubs and bars. But if you want to go to a concert, fine. If you want to go, I don't know, where else is there to go? Who knows? Yeah. Anywhere, I'm fine. But I'm just not a club and bar person. That's interesting. That's a, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, 
I like you because you're the yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. Because I'm already saving money. I got a relationship. It's that third tricky one, mm-hmm. the career, where I have <laughs> no clue <laughs> because I have a lot of interest, but nothing really hammered down like you do. Like you, you're going to be a professor, mm-hmm. you're going you're to be doing real estate, you're going to be fantastic. Me, that's, that's the question mark. So I wonder what's more difficult to get down pat. Is it the relationship or is it the career? Um, I think the relationship is more. But you would probably think the career. So that's because I don't have because neither of us uh, has the other. So it doesn't. Mm-hmm. There's no real frame of reference. Correct. So you can't really gauge what's difficult or not. I feel I have a feeling that eventually a relationship is going to fall on my lap. That how is that going to happen, Jake? I know people don't just fall from the sky, but they do actually. <laughs> I don't know. Like there are people at grad school that are like whatever. But yeah, any action at grad school? Like, do people catch your attention or you just go in, you leave, come for the book, stay for the class? <laughs> it was different in college. In college, I lived like there and I didn't want to go back. Where am I going so fast? Here, after a day of work, I go to class. And then when I get out of class, it's already 830 at night on a Wednesday. And you're not bringing anybody home. No, I want I want to go home. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> in school, in college, I was like, you know, fine, I'm done at 1130. What am I going to do the rest of the day? Yeah. So tricky, tricky. It, it is tricky. very tricky. So, I, so now I got to go through my Rolodex of people. I, I'll find you somebody. You don't want an idiot. No. I got a lot of those. I, that's, <laughs> I do not want an idiot. I don't. So, so you want someone intellectually on your level or someone a little below you? Because if they match your level, they're not going to want to be with you. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what I am. That's the, I, I'm very bad at identifying myself. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't know. Because there are people much, much smarter than me doing like, I don't know, who are doctors who, I guess I could have been a lawyer, so who knows. You can still do that. I'm just not, it's different. Because mm-hmm. once because once people talk to me, I I end up saying random crap or like, uh, or philosophy crap. And then it's like, okay, this guy's out there. I think we could do, I mean... Like, have you ever been on Hinge or Tinder or any of that stuff? I was briefly, but then I was Which like, one? what the hell is this? Which one? Both. Okay. Um, just as a, uh, I guess, just to look at it, curiosity. Uh-huh. And then it was like, no, these people, is not. <laughs> it's all the same pictures? It's all the same pictures. Yeah. But they recycle. Once you deny someone, they, mm. they bring it back. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I think. I think those dating apps are difficult, especially for introverts, Mm -hmm. because like you said, there's not an app for somebody who's at home who would be on that app. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you did it out of sampling. You were just curious, Mm -hmm. but that's not your scene. No. The dating apps is the equivalent of the technological like bar and club, Mm -hmm. right? But they always lead to, let's go to a bar. Correct. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be something. I guess it's just literally old school where you rely upon a friend yeah. setting you up with somebody. So you need to have a good social group in yeah. order to get that person. Because I'm trying know. to think about Mrs. Treister, my future sister-in-law, how I'm going to like find her. You let me know, Sh- I'll find her. Shrugs up, yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is good. This is good. So I mentioned, so here we go again. I'm going to talk about something that 
Most people probably have no idea what that like. I told you about <laughs> the two paradoxes. Uh huh. That were interesting. The first one, the Pinocchio paradox. All right. If you could say it in like 15 seconds or less. Succinctly? Yeah. All right. Everyone knows Pinocchio, right? Very familiar. Knows grows when he lies. Knows grows Fine. when he lies. If Pinocchio <laughs> says this, the following phrase, essentially it's a, it's a paradox needed for blow up. Okay. My nose will grow now. Does he explode? Who knows what happens if Pinocchio? Think about it. If Pinocchio says, "My nose will grow now," right? Mm-hmm. If he's telling the truth, his nose will grow, right? Correct. But it can't grow because he told the truth. Yeah. Can't. But if he's lying, his nose grows. But then he told the truth because he said, "My nose will grow." Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. If I'm Pinocchio, I say, "My nose will grow." Yeah. My nose will grow now. My nose will grow now. Yeah. That means that it doesn't know what to do. Yeah, what's that? It's not binary. Right. Right? So it doesn't compute. <laughs> so what happens? To Pinocchio. Yeah. I guess he drops The whole his, universe blows up. He, he drops his pants. <laughs> <laughs> his pants falls off. That's an interesting... Who came up with that? I don't know. But you could read it online everywhere. It's, it's a... All right. That, that killed a minute. But that's actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then the other paradox... Was, is there like a, like a paper written on it? Like what would happen? I don't know. It was just something that I came across online. I was like, wow, that you know what? That actually does make a lot of sense. My it's, nose will grow now. All right, I'll look at it. It can't happen. It can't happen. Because you just it's can't. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other. And okay, then what's the other paradox? The other paradox that I was saying, it's uh, the all-powerful being paradox. Is an all-powerful being possible? Mm-hmm. Because, in, because then they could create something that they themselves cannot destroy. Correct. So it's like the all-powerful being creates a stone that he right. or she cannot lift. Right. Can they lift it? Mm-hmm. So if they, if they can't, they're not all-powerful. But if they can... Then the thing that, then they're the, not all-powerful because they can't create something that they can't go over. I think the Pinocchio one's more impressive, though. I think they're both interesting. <laughs> I think the all-powerful being one is more interesting because you're... Creating something with the okay, so the all powerful being's mindset is I'm creating something mm-hmm. with the intent that I cannot break it, lift it, whatever. So with that, your power okay. should be limitless. So if you're using infinity, if you're creating something with infinity defense and you have infinity offense, and you're still able to lift that thing, then how does that work? How does that, that affect work. numbers? Why isn't this a college class? Paradox one hundred and one. This is better than my introductory to space. It kind of is. It's called philosophy and ethics. Damn. This is what ethics is. This is paradox aren't ethical. They can be. They lead to ethical discussions. I guess so. I think it's more philosophy. Because it means like because if something is not all powerful, mm-hmm. then you could say, okay, then nothing is absolute. Because if something is absolute then there's absolutely there's nothing mm-hmm. that can surpass it or be beyond it. We should have started off the podcast with this. I can't think so of that. I, yeah. Well, this is too much for eleven o'clock on a uh, <laughs> on a <laughs> Sunday <laughs> morning. <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing is, this is why I don't subscribe to anything being morally correct or wrong on a fundamental level. It's societal pressure that makes things right or wrong. So everything is subjective based off of societal norms. Right. If you live in a society mm-hmm. where you get money for murdering people, 
You get you get a, you get ten thousand dollars every time you murder someone. That's the goal of society. Mm-hmm. That murdering is good. I'm I'm thinking about the count is murdering good or murdering is just acceptable. Or if you just li- or you just live in a society where murdering is good, where every, where everyone who murders people is celebrated. That's a that's the more people you kill, the more celebrated you are in the society. Like in our society, the more money you earn, the more okay. celebrated you are. If it's instead how many people you kill, the more celebrated you are. I mean, people are celebrated right now for like do, doing inappropriate acts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, would you consider that good? Like what? Because this, I think there's a difference between a societal good and an individual, like individual good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so like society can say it's good, but on an individual basis, it could be bad. But the point is, if you live in a society uh-huh. that has different value, like this is my that was my problem with the show The Good Place. It was like, okay, fine, fantastic season end. Have you seen the ending? Yeah, it's, I cried. You didn't cry? All right. right. <laughs> so, uh, so the, my problem with the show yeah. is that all right, fine. They're talking about uh, Kantian moral philosophy, which is like your actions have to. They never explain this. I don't know why they never explain in the show that what's a comedy. What Kant actually is saying? Uh-huh. They they say his name every five seconds, but they never say what he says. Uh-huh. So his, his idea is that your uh, intentions have to match the end goal. Mm-hmm. Like you know the old Machiavellian phrase, the end justifies the means. Correct. He believes the opposite of that. So if I get ten thousand dollars. Good for me, but if I did that by stealing from someone, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So it's not in that good, dude. I have no, no count. I have no count. I'm just listening to you. Okay, <laughs> it's not a good action. So were, were, were they the antithesis of each other, Machiavelli and Kant? I don't know. I just know okay. that he he was more against John Stuart. John Stuart Mill is kind of like the opposite. Who is utilitarianism? Okay. Which is like, no matter what, the most good for the most number of people is the preferred option. Damn. So that's that's where the trolley problem comes in. You know, the trolley, I, love, trolley I love the trolley problem. That's, so what I, I, that's what I taught in the Hebrew school. Right. They love, they love that. That's utilitarianism. Do I kill the one person or do I kill the five people? It's a numbers game. But if you do you kill the one person that you know versus it, the five it, people it, that you don't yeah, know. So five good people, one criminal. Right. X, y, and Z. Yeah, so, okay. you, so utilitarianism focuses on the maximum utility that you can get from something hmm. now i i looked at that through the through the lens of food i took a class called food ethics that was all about <laughs> i love it yeah that was is this a grad school class no okay. undergrad so this was all about how we how we see food we had to read a book called eating animals by jonathan saffron four if anyone wants to read it. oh is that extremely loud and incredibly close no <laughs> who's john saffron he keep talking he, he wrote a book uh, that I actually read. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so this thing, it debates utilitarianism in terms of food versus deontology, which is like we have a duty to uh, other living things. Take that. Extremely loud and incredibly close. He wrote that book. Who? Jonathan Safford Four. Well, let me see this. Yeah. Who wrote Eating Animals? Don't you remember that book? We read it in uh, 11th grade. I never wrote it. And then they made that bad movie yeah. with Tom Hanks. All right, so it's the same author. So maybe fantastic. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so good ethical, good ethical dilemmas. So we've talked about ethics before, but yeah, but we're we're it's just so fascinating to me. Yeah, no, we're uh, wow, the time flew by once we started about time flew by. <laughs> All right, let's do a shout out because I don't want us to get cut off. Do you have any shout outs this week, Jakey? Shout out to Sarf. We miss him. Miss Sarf, and I'll give shout out to Corey Daniels. 
Some on the Long Island Railroad had some good laughs. We reminisced. We spent the entire time talking. No lulls in the conversation. And then he walked me to my office. Great guy. No lulls in the conversation. What's no up? lulls. He's great. We'll That's... bring him on the podcast one time. I'm curious. How, how does that work? You see someone for who we haven't seen what, six years now? Something, mm-hmm. something in that? No lulls in the conversation. We used to get lunch every day. I think that's because you were talking. If it was me talking. Oh, you wouldn't have even said hello. (laughs) No, I would have said hello. You wouldn't have given a hug. I probably, no. I gave him a big hug. I don't know if I would have sat in the same train car. You would have said hello and moved on your way. Yeah. It's risky because once you commit to sitting next to each other, it's 35 minutes. Was he getting off the same spot? Yeah, we were both getting off at Penn Station. So then you see yourself yourself getting off Penn Station. (laughs) Oh, you again. There he is again. (laughs) All right, cool. We have to plug anything. Um. We got T-shirts, Jake Jake Pod. Yeah. Ask questions. We love your questions. Ask questions. We need more questions, or else I'm going to go. Off if not, yeah, this guy's going to talk about ethics. Yeah, I'm going to talk about philosophy, and everyone's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, everyone, send your birthday gifts to 16 Oldfield. I'll be accepting birthday gifts throughout the week. Probably shouldn't say that. Why? Who's listening? Okay, we'll, we'll bleep that out. All right, <laughs> I'm not bleeping anything out. Cool. All right. Stop the surf. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>